Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I talk with you about creative intuition, the tagline for this podcast. I can't believe the definitions of creativity and intuition haven't come up yet, but I explore where this is showing up in my life, mostly in the spaces in between things that are strictly defined, black and white. So we're going to explore some gray area. At about three quarters of the way through the podcast, we're going to have some technical difficulties. My toddler had a meltdown. I had to pause the show and get back to it. So there's a little bit of snafu there. You're going to have to bear with me. So let's get started. This podcast isn't just about tarot, but it is also about creative intuition. And so today I want to take a moment to talk about where this creative intuition shows up in my life. Before we start there, let's get some definitions. So the dictionary definition of creative is imaginative and originality of thought and expression, etc. And the power of creating, the power to create. Because I'm a mom, I often think about this creativity, this power of creating as sort of like a birthing process. A taking of something that didn't exist before and breathing life into it and putting it out there into the world, either for private consumption and experience or for more of a public experience, right? So something that didn't exist before, it now exists in whatever shape, form that takes, and that is creative, Intuition, on the other hand, is the ability to understand something without reason. And I like to extend that to not just without reason, but maybe beyond reason. So beyond human reason, human logical, brain-driven, very analytical reason. So it's like a knowing, it's a sense, it's, a, it's an understanding that is kind of beyond the factual, give me the black and white details, the measurable aspects that we kind of tend to focus on in the world. So creative intuition, where does that show up in my life? Well, I've highlighted a couple of different um, aspects of where creativity and intuition show up in my life. And I noticed a trend and it was really in the in-between spaces. So let's talk about that. In-between 
when I was born, it was in the 80s. And so one of my, the first movies that I watched that was really formative was The Little Mermaid. And raise your hand, not if you're driving, of course, raise your hand if you can relate to that. Um, Maybe it was The Little Mermaid, maybe it was some other movie or book or something that just like really grabbed your attention Um, when you were in those, those early years, eight, nine, 10, where you just like grabbed a hold of it. Well, so for me, it was a little mermaid and I loved swimming and I was in swimming lessons and I could really grasp onto Ariel, the main character in the movie, her struggle to live between two worlds. So just even in her physical body as half fish, half human, a mermaid going in the water, living in the water, being with her mermaid community, but having this piece of her that's like, oh, this isn't, this doesn't quite fit. This isn't quite all. I need something more. And so that longing for her that she experienced to be human and to go through that transformation, I could really identify with that experience of kind of feeling like I was in between. I used to joke. So I loved the water. You know, I was obsessed with mermaids. It was it was an obsession that um, kind of went beyond the Little Mermaid. I collected things and, um, you know, people still send me um, memes and images of, um, you know, they have these mermaid schools now and people, you can get a mermaid tail and you can have mermaid parties and all this stuff, right? So people knew that about me. When I was in high school and even into college, I worked as a swim instructor and a lifeguard, and I used to amaze my young students, right, because I would tell them, I am 50% mermaid, and the little girls would just look at me with, like, big, wide eyes, right, and I would say, I am mermaid from the waist up. And they would just look at me and then they would catch on, right, that I was saying that I was human because mermaids are human from the way, you know, um, human from the waist up and they have a fishtail. So I was saying that I was 50% mermaid and so they, they loved that. But so where does this idea of this space between this kind of holding two tensions, either physically or um, energetically, where does that exist in my experience and how does creativity and intuition um, stem from that, bloom from that, come forth, birth from that experience? So the first one I want to talk about is being um, an adoptee. And so an adoptee is somebody who is adopted, and that could be, um, you know, as an infant, like I was, or somebody who is adopted later, um, somebody who is adopted by um, non-biological relatives um, or non-biological people. Um, or somebody who was adopted by um, biological relatives. So there's a wide um, range of people who can claim the identity of adoptee, people who have come from foster care, people who are adopted from um, different countries. So I was a domestic, which means um, in the country that I live in, I was, um, so I live in the United States, I was born in the United States, and I was adopted domestically, um, placed for adoption at three days old. And I was adopted into a family that matched my skin color and um, my religious upbringing preference to my adoptive parents. So I don't want to speak for anyone who has transracial um, 
experience, which would be being adopted by a race other than their own and the experience of that. There's a, if you're interested in that, there's a lot of information um, out there on the internet. I would follow. Um, there's amazing Korean adoptee blogs and there's Ethiopian adoptees. There's just so much um, information out there. But my experience as an adoptee growing up was being both a part of my family and feeling separate from my family at the same time. There was this both and, this walking the line of being kind of an in-between, right? Because I was being raised by my parents, and so I had a lot of their mannerisms, and, you know, we had to share so many experiences, and yet there was also this underlying physical, biological, genetic, ancestral bloodline experience where I knew inside myself and I also experienced in physically not matching identically with my family, some disconnect, some feeling like I was walking in the place of other, right? And now since I'm in my mid-30s and I have an experience of reuniting with my biological families, some both my mother's side and my father's side, having this experience of even now as an adult knowing my biological relatives and going to family events and functions and knowing people and having that experience, that that is even still different than being raised with them as one of them, right? Biologically, bloodline, ancestral line, I'm one of them. And I find that I have so much in common with them. Um, and yet, there was a 25-year gap there before I knew them, right? So from this, creative um, intuition that has come from this, right? What has bloomed from this? Well, this is actually where I get a lot of my um, writing from, right? So things that have come out is, is from this experience of walking in a place where I felt like I've been torn between two or I have this, this tension. So writing has come from that. Identity exploration. So even when I've been going through my tarot journey and getting into um, herbalism and making, you know, tinctures and doing all these kind of old wildcrafted ways, looking at some of the, um, information um, in my ancestry, all of a sudden I'm hearing from biological relatives like, oh, your great grandma, she was a tarot reader. And then, then, you know, somebody else on another side would say, oh, you know, your great grandma on this side or your, the aunts, this happens to be in the, the, the women on this side of the family. And going through this experience where I'm kind of walking in that in-between in place and some creativity is coming up, some deep knowing that I have about myself and the world and the way people move through the world um, that doesn't really lend itself to kind of a logical or rational explanation. It's just that lived in-between experience. It also comes out in my teaching. So a lot of my creativity and my intuition come out when I am working with young people who feel like they are walking in that in-between place. They're 16, they're being treated like, you know, a kid, and yet they feel like an adult, and they have had these experiences, and I can kind of feel like I enter into that. Another place where creative intuition comes up in my life is in my queer identity. So again, just like with my adoptee identity, 
I can walk into a room and I have a lot of straight passing privilege. And I really like that term and I kind of don't want to go down an entire rabbit trail of queer theory and going into like a lot of terms. But because I'm married to a cisgendered heterosexual male and I have two children, I kind of have the stereotypical American dream with the house in the suburbs and we're a white family and middle class. I can walk into many spaces and be read by people as straight. And just like when I would walk into places and, and be read by people as one of my adoptive family's children, right? Because I was. Um, and yet, I wasn't, right? So as, as a kid, I would often get pegged. People would say, like, where did you get your height? And where did you get your eyes? And are you German? And where they're always trying to figure these things out. So for my queer identities, this this place of straight passing privilege, people reading me as straight, knowing some deep truths about myself and my identity and my soul and my um, gender expression and how that has um, evolved over the years. And nobody, well, maybe my dad, <laughs> but most people were not actually surprised when I came out to them. Um, even my mom in her, in all of her um, conservative Christianity was only three out of 10 surprised, right? Which is something that I've shared in a poem in a previous episode. So from this, where does creativity, where does intuition come forth, right? Well, I really do see this in my tarot practice, trying to kind of find and cling to the ways of describing the world that aren't so black and white. It's why I really love following Tess Giberson and why I really love following the Firebrand Witch and people who um, identify as non-binary and people who are trying to kind of cut through some of the images in tarot um, to say what is a more inclusive way that we can be creating things in the world or viewing things in the world. My body appears female, my soul Eh, it's my soul. My soul isn't gendered, right? I happen to be living in a female body. I happen to be experiencing the world in this way. And yet, just like Ariel in The Little Mermaid, I am not all fish and I'm not all human, right? So where, do, where else does this come out? Um, I'm a mom. And you might be like, what? Well, okay, it's pretty creative to have somebody, something, um, you know, live inside me and, you know, the cells dividing and I was an incubator and out came a baby and I'm keeping them alive. But in my life, I'm not just a mom. I also work. So I have this experience where I am fully myself, fully a human, fully autonomous and have my own identity that I really cherish and wear proudly. And yet I'm also the snack giver, right? I am the daycare shuttle and I am the person that witnesses the swimming lessons and I do all this this caretaking and I'm that nurturer for, for my children. And so I live in this place of like autonomous individual who exists with my my world of thought and imagination and then I have this very grounded experience of being with children who are demanding and need a lot of attention but they create in me they help me create a different set of creativity imagination 
right? So if creative is about the power of creating and originality, when I sit down with my kids and we draw a picture together and we're doing those things, that's a whole different birth process than when I'm sitting in a coffee shop and I'm imagining what my next podcast episode is going to be like, right? So being a working mom, it's one of those places where creativity and intuition really come into play. Now I want to talk about one more. Well, this is going to be maybe a little bit out there. Spirituality, and I think that there's so much that I want to explore, is in being a Christian and being a witch. Woo, that's a little scary to say out loud. Now, I'm not married to labels, so I don't want to say that that is exactly how I identify. I've even talked with people about being a panentheist, which is not the same as someone who's a pantheist, right? So a panentheist is someone who believes... So a panentheist is somebody who believes that the universe is in everything, the universal energy of God is in everything and is inside of us and even exists outside of the universe. But let's talk about where I'm in this space between Christianity, not the Christianity that I was raised with, and witchcraft, and where creative intuition is coming up and out and through me in that. So I still attend a church. I attend a very social justice-minded Presbyterian church, and I go, and I love the sermons, and I love the fellowship, and, and the things that we are doing in the community, and I feel a lot of a sense of um this is where I really need to be, and this is where my family needs to be. Um, even kind of going back a little bit to some explorations that I've done a few years ago around um, Buddhism and looking at some of the, ta uh, the teachings the Dalai Lama has about staying in the tradition that you were raised and kind of really living out those values. Um, and so coming into this situation where I'm like, okay, I'm straddling the line and I'm really exploring um, Christianity and what it means from a different lens than what I was raised with. And witchcraft. And what does witchcraft mean to me? And I follow witches on um, Instagram. And it was actually in this last couple of weeks where we had an experience at church where we were in um, small groups around tables instead of a sermon. We were um, reading some prayers that people had um, written for um, the immigration rally that happened. And it was really some of these laments. And then we read a psalm. And we read a psalm out loud. And I was like, oh my gosh, the psalm we read was like a spell. It was like these spells that I have been um, reading. I've been reading a book um, called Trolldom that's really looking at ancient Scandinavian, um, some Norwegian and Swedish and Danish um, spiritual practices and some of the herbalism and looking at these things and saying, oh my gosh, I'm living in between these places, right? Of like spellcraft and lighting candles and ritual and community and really digging into herbs and um, 
and rocks and ancestry and ghosts and spirits and all of this exploration of what does this mean? And then I have this um, pretty traditional experience, religious experience, where some of it is so blended and I feel like I'm walking in this space in between and what comes out of it right? It's yet to be seen. And yet I'd notice when I'm on, like I have my altar in my house and I'm like this sort of hodgepodge buffet of things that's coming out and things that I'm trying where I'm going through um, and trying to figure out how I feel about ancestor work um, and how to go about doing that as somebody who um, wasn't raised in my biological family. I think it's interesting to think about doing ancestor work with ancestors that may know me, but I don't know them. Um, and so creativity is, okay, how do I blend these things together, right? How do I create something that didn't exist before, or it hasn't existed for a long time. Um, and this is just a new iteration of it because it is in me and it is coming out of me. And that is one of the things that I really loved about, and I talked about this before on another episode early on, was really loving the Queer Witch podcast and that intersection of queerness and magic and how it's birthing something new, right? It's an understanding um, of the world, of spirituality, of things kind of beyond that maybe doesn't fit neatly into logical, rational um, human brains like we've we've been taught or overtaught as far as my experience in the Western world goes. So those are four areas. I could talk about more, right? <laughs> but this is one of those podcasts where you, like, you listen to me ramble for 25, 35 minutes, um, and I don't want to kind of get carried away with um, the rambling. Um, but that's where I'm in, at right now, is kind of exploring in my life those different places, the space between um, two and saying, well, where can creativity flow in that? And where can intuition, where am I noticing things that maybe other people aren't noticing? Or where can I call out things um, or call into existence or notice something that is maybe already there um, that is wanting to be birthed? So I'd love to hear from you all. If you have anything that you want to add to this conversation, where do you find creativity and intuition or creative intuition showing up in your life, in your practice, in whatever way that, um, you know, comes up for you. Are you an artist? Are you a tarot reader? Are you a mom? Are you queer? Are you not? Are you, you know, person of color? Like there's so many different ways that creative intuition could be showing up in your life. And I would love to hear from you. I've actually done a call out for um, podcast interviews, so um, you can reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, or um, you can send me an email, leorisingtarot at gmail.com. I would love to carry on this conversation in person with our mouths and not just, you know, on the internet. So reach out. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, 
Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.